My name's Josh Schneider. You're listening to Thoughtful Discussions, and I'm here with... Suze Pisano. Tell me a little bit about yourself. A full-time artist, working artist. I'm a costume yeah. designer cool. and maker. I make yeah. everything. I make magic, mostly. Yes, you yes. do. I've been to your studio before, and uh, there's a lot going on, similar to my print shop, I'm sure. Yes. And uh, so you have... Is it just you? Um, it is me most of the time. Yeah. During you get an the intern every once in a while? Or first, um, no, I actually have people that went to college for costume design that yeah. work for me. Gotcha. Part-time during busy season, which is now yeah. dance season. Gotcha. Yes. Okay. So are you, do you get to see any of the performers when they, when, like, do they invite you out? Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, right now I work with a giant competitive dance studio in Wexford cool. and they win everything. And I work <laughs> with the elite girls that really do win everything. So... That's yeah. a great way to showcase my costumes and very cool. They do give me trophies. Awesome. They love me. Yes. Yeah. So how did you get started on this? Um, I started out as a crafter. Okay. Um, I have a master's degree in education, which uh, you know I went to school for a long time. My yeah. dream was to be a drug and alcohol counselor. Okay. And I landed in the criminal justice system. So, you know, I had very interesting, a very interesting job. Yeah. But I always found myself in situations where I was a young girl with the most education yeah. around a bunch of men that were either ex-military or police or um, jailers, I guess you would say. Yeah. And it, um, it wasn't happy. Got you. So I started making things in yeah. my spare room. I yep. dated a guy at the time that worked a steady 3 to 11 job, and I started making barrettes. Yeah. And then I started sewing, because I come from a long line of sewers. Gotcha. And I made scrunchies. They're coming back. And yeah. don't anybody hate on the scrunchie, because <laughs> at one time I had aspirations to be the scrunchie queen of the world. Yeah. I took it very serious. Yeah. I made collections. It. Yeah. I had a friend who was a carpenter with a big carpentry business who now I know, like he probably wanted to kill me, but I had him make the display pieces so that when I went to shows, I could present myself professionally. Got you. And that's important, right? Yes. Yeah. I sold scrunchies for $2. Yeah. How many scrunchies did you sell? Uh, probably a million. No, yeah. probably uh, at least 10,000. Right. I had scrunchies that played music. I made scrunchies yeah. that lit up. I mean, insanity, the amount of time. Um, I actually did have a couple wholesale accounts Yeah. Um, selling scrunchies that lit up or stuff <laughs> like that. Um, people in town when I... No, what year? Right, give me... Like, so this idea. is like uh, 30 years ago. Okay. I'm, I'm 56. And gotcha. uh, yeah, I have a dream art life right now, I think. Cool. So, so 90s-ish. Uh, yeah, in the 90s. Okay. Yes. yes. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. by the bell. See a lot of scrunchies. Uh, a lot of scrunchies. Yeah. Yes. Uh, At my thing. first show, I made these big hair bows that cost twelve dollars, which back then was really expensive. Yeah. And I never thought that I would. You know, I didn't have anywhere to keep my money. Yeah. Because I didn't really think about what you know selling things, and I yeah. sold out. It was a wine festival, and my friends gotcha. came and drank a bunch of wine, and I had yeah. my money in a brown paper bag. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Um, something just popped into my mind. So I have uh, my son. He's uh, he's gonna be five in a couple of weeks, and he's obsessed with JoJo Siwa. Oh yeah. Right. So she has like these bows, bows. and like sells them in Target and all this stuff. 
I mean, that's it's a thing. Like uh, my dirty little to... secret is that yeah. I worked on Dance Moms for yeah. three years when right. they first started filming in Pittsburgh. Okay. Um, it is not my proudest moment. Yeah. But um, I left that because when the show, I mean, it was interesting that it was filmed here and it was great reality TV, all that. Yeah. But when it started getting very negative, I had to just bow out because. I was just starting my business and yeah. every year the producers were on me to try to come into my studio to film and I thought, oh my God, you're going to put me out of business before I even get started right. because if there's no negativity, there's no show, no drama. Mm. Um, the producers liked me and Abby, I mean she likes me now but I got fired by Abby Lee. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not a lot. Not a thing. A lot of people can say. Uh, not a lot. No. Um, <laughs> no. She needed her phone one day in a meeting, and I think she knew that I was smart, and I wanted to know who she was calling yeah. to get a costume in a big hurry, and she waved my phone away. You know, I'm always prepared, and you know, snapping her fingers. I need a phone, yeah. and I when I tried to give her my phone, I knew it was the wrong thing to do. <laughs> um, but it was cool because the. Producers really liked me and liked my work, so yeah. they didn't hire me for Pittsburgh work with Abby, but they hired me to work with her competitor in Ohio, which was, you know, hours away, and yeah. I got paid three times more. Okay. So it really worked out. You know, it was like a negative that turned into a big positive. And we see that a lot in business, especially yes. if we just kind of sit back and let it do its thing, right? Well, you can't take it personal. Right. You know, like, yeah. especially when you deal with crazy or difficult people, yeah. You have to recognize that. And right now, I'm really happy to say that all of my business is by referral only. So yeah. I'm very selective on who gets in my studio for what. Got you. Very yeah. cool. Sometimes it's things I don't even know how to, you know, I, I mean, I think I know how to do everything. But last week, I worked with a Miss Pennsylvania contestant who trusted me enough to commission me for a bathing suit. Yeah. Now, I make dance costumes all day long. But when you call it a bathing suit... That's a, a different, different thing, and yeah. I don't know. Yes, it was awesome, and it turned out yeah. beautiful. It was the best bathing suit in the contest, in my mind, but yeah. <laughs> Very cool. But so, pushing yourself, you know, to do different things is... Yeah. Yeah. Got you. So you went from scrunchies, you know, crafting, and then more seriously scrunchies, and then at what point did it become the point where you're like, all right, I need to get a studio for this? Oh, so... um. I met my husband to be way back when who, yeah. you know, I was doing these craft shows and I actually made a product that I invented mm -hmm. that everyone said you should make this in China, which I had no aspiration, no, not even yeah. one thought to do that. It was called the Suzini. It had wire and foam and fabric. It came in 22 colors yeah. and it twisted your hair up in a bun. Okay. And the cool thing about, like I grew up in a beauty shop. My dad was a hairdresser. Okay. So my mom sort of helped me, you know, figure this out. Yeah. The cool thing about it was that it worked in like three strands of hair. So like little girls with that fine blonde hair were my best customers. Gotcha. And every weekend I would probably sell three or 400 of these things. Wow. Which was cool, but I couldn't really advance because I was making a living selling a product that I made. Right. So every you have to week, work on yeah, the business, yeah. Not in the business, <laughs> right? If you're gonna want to, yeah. So see it grow. was, and and back then, you know, I had friends that would come and help me with production of that. Yeah. But um, when I met my husband to be, he said, "You need to stop doing that," and I was like, I, "That's like." cutting off my my hand because yeah. how do I know what I do next is going to be as successful as that 
Correct. And he actually paid for me. He paid my entry fee to the Shady Side Arts Festival. Cool. When it was on Ellsworth, so like the funkier version of the big show. And, you know, I just, not that I just met this guy, but, you know, we just started dating. Oh, my God, all the pressure of I got to perform and do well and make the money back because right. it was like $400 gotcha. that I didn't have that, right. he, you know, just ponied up. And, you know, the arts festival back then was a lot. It was, it was always in July. And the guy that ran the festival, because he knew I made things and I made hats, told me to fill my booth with polar fleece hats in July. And I was like, that doesn't even make any sense. Nobody's thinking six months ahead in Pittsburgh to buy a hat. And I just did what I wanted to do. I designed handbags and all kinds of accessories. And it was successful. So seeing that was like, okay. And I couldn't sell that product there because it wasn't that kind of market. So we sort of stopped doing that abruptly and moved into away from the crafty craft shows into arts festivals, which then led to higher end arts festivals. Uh, You know, back then jurying was, you know, you hired a professional photographer, you had slides made, all of that. It was really, you know, every show had different requirements on how you labeled the slide. So it was expensive. It was constantly investing in that to, to get somewhere. And, you know, I can remember my first rejection you know, oh my yeah. God, like crying. Yeah. Oh my God, you know, I never quit. I always thought I would quit and I never quit. But, gotcha. you know, just moving up and moving on and continuing to do that and meeting people that were, you know, at a different echelon than me, right. which my mom always told me that people that are successful will help you. Oh, yeah. People that have success want you to be successful, so they will tell you everything they know. Yeah. And through that arts festival circuit, I got a big education. Gotcha. Of, you know, where to go, how to do it, and yep. it's it was a lot of work. I, I, I find that the people that see everyone else's competition are the people that aren't at the level yet where they, oh, they need to be. Right. And then once, once, you're, once you get onto that next level, you that melts away it melts away you're you're not concerned you right like not to not to sound full of yourself but if you think you could do better than me go for it go for it because i'm the best at doing the best of what i can do right and and i think that's what makes every small business different is that every person is doing it their way yeah and that's what makes it unique that's what makes you're the you're the engine behind it right well what's interesting like at like back to the bigger craft shows that were still like maybe $200 to get in, Mm -hmm. you know, it's a big investment. And I always figured that from year to year, your product needs to change slightly because the same people are coming. So you could expect, I would always say like at least a 25 to 30% decrease. Somebody's not going to come back and buy the same thing. So you have to fill that with a new thing. So my booth was always colorful, exciting, lots of collections of things. And I invented the term intense scrutiny because we didn't have chairs to sit down. It was against my rules in my booth. Like you were interacting with people. We would use the full 10 by 10 space for product display. And if there was no space behind the booth, we were in front of the booth. And I would always say, I felt bad for the people around me because the Suzini was the hair thing I invented, would create a 
a frenzy and a crowd around my booth. And yeah. all we would call it the Suzini frenzy. All it <laughs> took was one person to stop and I would say, can I show you something for your hair? I wasn't like a barker, right, like right. trying to get people. Other people did that for me. My mom did that for me and made yeah. a lot of money. But people watching it yeah. were mad. I mean, they were pissed. You know, and I always thought, oh of my course. God, like I couldn't, I couldn't focus into that <laughs> because it was always so negative. But, uh, you know, yeah. then I would see these people like sitting there eating a sandwich or reading a book. And one of my good friends said, you know, if you're reading a book in your booth filled with art, it really signifies disinterest. Yeah. You know, I went to a couple things recently. Yeah. One of the um, raw events when, yeah. you know, my friends run that and they asked me to come and speak to the artist because they didn't feel like they were getting through. Gotcha. And I couldn't stress enough that every single person that presents themselves in front of your table, you need to engage. It's not Absolutely. for entertaining your friends. Right. Your friends shouldn't even be near your booth because right. they're taking, you have three seconds to catch somebody's yeah. interest yeah. and then it's lost. Right. And I went to one and a guy had a really great t-shirt that was like that, um, I don't know what it's called, like reverse print, like a bleach out. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it was of a wolf. It was so cool. Yeah, discharge yeah. pretty. Yeah. It was so cool. And he totally discounted the fact that I was standing there because it wasn't for me. It wasn't my size. I said, is the shirt handmade? And it wasn't. It was a T-shirt that was $50. Yeah. And I totally would have bought it for my stepson yeah. if this guy would have even, like, something I was yeah. so mad yeah but then afterwards you know that's your feedback like you lost out on a sale because gotcha. you didn't know who I am like I'm a maker buddy I right. could have made that shirt myself right but you know um, it, it is really true just engage every single person that looks your way absolutely even if it's just a smile nod right. you know and right. if if that you know just being pleasant and being aware is even if you're shy you can at least do that I right? don't, like, like, when I carry, you know, sometimes I still have bags that I made or fun furry things, and yeah. I usually don't identify them as mine. Gotcha. Like, you know, when you're in the grocery store and someone says, oh, I love your bag, I just say thank you because right. it's not inappropriate. I'm not Correct. trying to sell anything and right. like that anymore. Right, right. Yeah. Gotcha. So... What is next for you? What do you want to do? Next? Yeah. Um, so I work <laughs> with um, a choreographer. I was the resident um, costume designer at the August Wilson Center wow. for four years when they had a dance company. Um, all of those dancers have moved on. They're all over the country. Got you. And I got to meet a lot of um, really renowned choreographers through that experience. So I work with one in Cleveland, yeah. which let me tell you, Cleveland supports the arts yeah. like no place I've ever seen. Gotcha. Um, and it's a really great job. Um, so just, I want to continue meeting famous choreographers. One I just talked to, who I am making things for, yeah. for something in Cleveland, gotcha. has something um, at Lincoln Center in June. Cool. So I just want to someday make my way to New York. Yeah. To work with um, either the Alvin Ailey School mm -hmm. or, God knows, Alvin Ailey Company, yeah. which is very um, big in, you. You know, in the dance world. Yeah. Uh, it seems like the dance world is small at that level, so gotcha. it's good that people know my name. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. Very so. Cool. so would you live in New York? Um, I don't if, think so. If it so. came to it? No? Uh, maybe. Yeah? Maybe. Yeah, it's expensive. I know. You know? <laughs> no, but I mean, that, that'd be the dream. Like, that would be like, the dream, yeah. Work and live in New York and yeah. be part of the that scene. That, yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. 
Uh, well, hopefully we'll interview you in a few years well, and you'll be, you'll be on it. <laughs> That's good. Well, I mean, just recently I decided that, you know, at age 55, I said, this is your time. This is your year. If you're not yeah. doing yeah. what you set out to do, Correct. Like, you're not. Correct. Okay. So that's something that's, that's an interesting point. So, uh, you were 30 years ago is when you started, started selling, making, yes. and you were in your, uh, twenties. Right. 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 And which is, I think an appropriate time. A lot of people try something. If they're going to be an entrepreneur, they might try something around that age. Yeah. But some people, they don't. They go to college like their parents tell them to. They go to work like their parents tell them to. They work for another 30 years after college. And now they're your age. Right. And they realize that all of this time they haven't been happy. And they want to try something new, try to do something. Yeah. Do, do you think that there's ever a time where it's too late? No, I don't. Yes. I grew up in a family of small business people. And I think that that really, mm-hmm. I mean, it's like a blessing and a curse. I mean, your work ethic is extraordinary because... You know, when you're representing a family business, my mom had bridal shops. Yeah. You know, I can remember it being 10 o'clock on a Friday, dyeing shoes in the basement or, Mm -hmm. you know, and even, you know, it's very hard for me to leave my studio when there's work undone because I have that reputation to always get it done. Everything has a deadline. Right. You know, and I, that's why I say I'm selective because if people believe me when I say, trust me. Don't stress me out. Yeah. I know, you know, like you're in printing, like we know what the date is. We know our time, like time management, I think is key. I think the problem comes in when you're passionate about what you do, like still like 30 years later, I could work 20 hours a day. Yeah. I mean, that is, Me too. I I have friends that I can call that I say, pull me out and they come and get me and yeah. My husband is very understanding. He's a painter. Okay. So he knows. So that was one flow. aspect that I was going to ask. So um, he believed in you from the get-go. Yes. And still does. Still does, yes. Yeah. Yes. And uh, and so how is that support system for how, how long have you been married for? We've been married 20 years this year. Yeah. Yeah. It's Congratulations. crazy. Oh, my God. Yeah. I know. That's awesome. Yeah. So. It feels like an accomplishment. Yeah. It really No, does. it is. Yeah. Because that's, I mean, that's something you have to work through. It's not something that comes easy. And two artists together, <laughs> I say, oh, we must be insane. That's, that's awesome. Well, for a long time, I said, two stupid artists, look at what we can do. And then he <laughs> said, we're not that stupid. Yeah. And now I'm thinking we're not that stupid. No. We just have really great work ethics. And that's the thing that I see. Like a lot of people come to me and say, I want to do this, I want to do this. Well, you need to have maybe two part-time jobs to support your hobby that can turn into a business. And if you can do that and maintain that enthusiasm so that your part-time jobs, you know, even if they suck, you know, if your part-time jobs suck, but you can still see it as a means to an end. I mean, I just bought a $3,000 sewing machine. That's like probably 20 years old, you know, but Oh my God. And I'm so happy that, you know, I posted on Facebook, all my friends know what that means. Right. You know, and yeah, I work my ass off for that still all these years later. Right. And there's going to be another machine. There's going to be more. Absolutely. You know, I mean, I have friends that help me purchase a Glowforge laser cutter. Cool. We got one in the back. Oh, my God. Like, whoa. Whoa. You know, like (laughs) just sitting around adding up what my machinery costs is probably more than what my house is worth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's worth it because we're able to, to you know, do something amazing with it. If, right. If, it's, if it works with our creative 
yes. you know, juices and uh, we're able to well, artists, make sense of it. You never stop. Like right. there's always another thing you want to do or try. Right. Or... But the metric on it is like, okay, I'm going to buy something that costs me five grand and I'm going to make 50. Yeah. You know well, what I mean? I mean, like, eventually. Right. It makes my job easier. It will okay. save time. It's, you know. Yeah. When people come in and see, I have all industrial machines. When they see how they work, it makes me forget. You know, I started out sewing on the floor with the sewing machine in between <laughs> my legs. Yeah. You know, and then I advanced to a table with the sewing machine on a towel because I never had a sewing table. But, gotcha. you know, like, yeah. it's funny how that, I always used to look at artists and be like, oh, they're crazy because all they do is invest in their process. But I'm there. There you are. Yeah. There you are. Yeah. I love it. Well, um, We'd love to have you on again another time. Thank you. Until then, um, where can we find you? Like social I am, media? Uh, you can find me on Facebook, okay. Suze Pisano, S-U-Z. It usually pops up. Um, I do not have a website, and that is okay. by choice. Okay. Um, I have a friend that told me all she does is answer inquiries all day about how much it costs to have a pair of pants, and I don't do that. Yeah. Um, and I think the right clients always find me. Yeah. Uh, you can reach out to me on social media, Facebook mostly. I don't even do Instagram yet. Got gotcha. to hire somebody to do yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so that real quick before I end this, that's a, an amazing testament. I think that um, the best way to, to gain momentum as a business. Word of mouth. Um, word of mouth. Do good work. Do good work. And always do what you say you're going to do. Yeah. Always show up when you say you're going to show up. Yep. Right. Word of mouth. That was my dad's business. That's my husband who's been a painter for 35 years. Mm -hmm. Never advertised. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, word of mouth. Yeah, I don't have time for social media. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Keep, keep it up. It's good. Thank you so much for being on. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. As far as thoughtful discussions goes... Make sure you uh, like, subscribe, comment, and uh, check out our Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Uh, find us on Anchor and uh, iTunes uh, Podcasts. <laughs>